Hey guys, welcome to the Crackback. My name is Kenneth. And I'm Josh. Please, 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 guys, pay attention to what is going on. The rankings are out. Everything's crazy. But first, we shall get to what happened over the weekend. Um, first, we'll start off with number one. Not number one in some people's eyes, but number one in the land last Saturday was the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, they played the Maryland Terrapins and absolutely shellacked them. Not even close. Uh, Justin Fields, pretty efficient day. Uh, 13 to 20, 200 yards, three touchdowns. It was going to be a beatdown. They easily covered their spread or whatever it may have been. It could have oh, been yeah. 60, and were not 60, but close. <laughs> yeah. They they uh, they put a beatdown on them. Um, they have big games coming up uh, this coming week. They have a game at Rutgers. Really not going to be too much to worry about in that one. Uh, they'll they'll steamroll that one. Still looking forward to the big games at the end of the year. Um, Anything you want to add to that? Because J.K. Dobbins, not Ohio State's leading rusher. I said it was the it was the backup, the freshman kid. Teak. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. So he had a really nice day. 118 yards, I think. 111 oh. on the ground. I was so, close. I take a stab. God, what you got to do sometimes? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Ohio State still still good. Uh, we'll get into some Chase Young stuff here in a little bit. But anyways. Moving on to the game of the century. It built up to it. It didn't look like it at first. If you'd have just took if you'd have took that second half and been like, yeah, we're gonna start right here. Like I said, it it, it was rather shaky for the Alabama Crimson Tide starting out. Um Tua laying the ball on the ground, totally uncharacteristic. I don't know. Was what, it even touched? I don't know what the guy was doing. Like, he went to hit a move, and it was like, <coughs> ball just hit the ground. And I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Like, was, that was, was like, I'm sitting, I'm sitting up there watching it with two of my buddies, and literally, that is words that came out of my mouth. I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah, it was real, real rough for uh, Tua early on. I don't, just me watching it, it did not look like he ever settled. Down. I, uh, uh, towards the end he, of the game, towards the end of the game, it looked like he was more settled than he was in the beginning, but it never looked like Tua for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Well, also when you look at the stat line, Tua twenty-one of forty, four hundred and eighteen yards, four touchdowns, one interception, and the fumble. He had negative five rushing yards. Yeah. It's been a while since he's been in the negative, but also there was a lot of drop passes by the Alabama wide receivers. Yeah, They're, two two I can think of that stand out. He could have had two more touchdowns. Exactly. Like, in a big game like this, your big players are supposed to step up. They're supposed to make the big plays. Alabama having the, air quotation, best wide receiver core in the country, <sighs> for a second it looked like it was about to be just an absolute route. LSU can argue that they have the best wide receiver core in the country. Those jokers – I know, oh, Moss was out of bounds. He went out, came back in. You can argue that all you want. Which we are going to get to. The the ruling on the field, which everybody, LSU's going to remember he was in. Alabama's going to remember he was out. But it go down in history as him being in inbounds and a good catch. So LSU's wide receivers were making some Hella good plays. Yes, they made plays all over the field. But the main thing that I got out of this game is exactly what I was hoping it would be. 
Both of these teams are very explosive in the passing game. Everybody knows that. The running backs showed up and showed out. Najee Harris, 19 carries, 146 yards, touchdown on the ground. Uh, Edward Salar had 20 carries for 103 tu- or 103 yards, three touchdowns, but he also had nine catches for 77 yards. Yeah. Everybody was expecting, you know, the shootout between Joe uh, Tua and uh, Joe to be, you know, great. And, and it really was later on in the game. But in the beginning of the game, like like I said, Alabama was doing themselves absolutely no favors. Uh, Tua putting the ball on the ground, throwing the interception before the half. Like they went they went into overtime down, was it 33 to 13? Yeah, something they like they scored their first score of the game came with you know Waddle doing what Waddle does, yeah. punt return for a touchdown. You're like, all right, maybe Alabama's gonna you know fight their way back into it. No, LSU just kept coming, kept, kept coming, kept on. coming. Well, then right before halftime, Alabama's trying to you know get something going to build the momentum, and Tua throws an interception, which LSU scored what twice in 45 seconds, yes, or something like that. Yes. It was literally bang bang. Alabama's in a huge hole. And, you know, from what everybody was looking, it was like, well, you know, everybody said it was either going to be a blowout or going to be a close game. Yeah. Well, it was a blowout, and then it turned into a close game. Yeah, and I told you, I told all you guys last week, I would not have put 10 cents on this game. I did. Couldn't have got me to put any money on it. I took LSU with the points, and I took the over. (laughs) Even with the score prediction that I picked last week, the 35 to 32 score that was over on the points. Yeah. So I would still be winner on both sides. So if you took LSU in the points, yeah, buddy. Well, I didn't. Take, <laughs> I didn't take anybody in no points. I took the couch in my ass and watched it. I and, actually uh, I watched the game and let's say I started watching it here. Then I went to the Brass Monkey and watched it with Chad and Kyle. On the halftime, I left and went to uh, my buddy um, uh, John in Muscle Shoals. So I went and watched it with them. And then I went back to my buddy Jimbo's house to finish the game out. Which kind of sucks, though, because I was like, I'm guessing they had it on recording or something. So I knew about the last-minute score from Alabama. Like, when I walked in the door, it was like, oh, my fuck, we sucked. Uh, uh, and just they were just going nuts. And I, they were like, I was like, well, you guys okay? And they're like, no, man, but I just started raising hell. And I was like, oh, you'll be out right here in a second. And they're like, what? I was like, oh, you know, just pay attention to the game. And I'm just sitting there like, I already know that Alabama's about to freaking chuck this ball down the field and score a touchdown. And sure enough, I'm just standing there watching it and watching their reactions as it goes down. I just wanted to laugh, but I was yeah. like, you know, I wouldn't want to – I know they're going to lose, so I'm kind of feel like an asshole right now. So I didn't do that. I could have, but I didn't. Yeah. But if you – I've preached most season, Jalen Hurts, Heisman winner. Now. Which he still possibly could. Oh, yeah, you, but hey, I've been riding with Joe for a couple weeks If now. you look at his stats, <laughs> but Joe Burrow's 31 of 39. Efficient. <laughs> 393, three touchdowns. 14 carries, 64 yards. I don't know if people noticed, but this kid was scooting when yes. he had to. He put the team on his back when he needed to. And drove them down the field when they needed it the most. People were, you know, so skeptical of all oh, Joe Burrow. He's the transfer. Oh, he wasn't that good here. And they seen him play last year. Yeah. 
they haven't lost since last year when they what, was it November when they lost that game. I think last year they haven't lost since. Yeah, they have. They've been on a war path since then. Joe Burrow is the real deal. I've been saying for the last couple of weeks. I've watched him very closely, and I'm not an LSU fan. My buddies will tell you I'm a Ole Miss fan through and through. But me paying attention to players is what I do. It's just something that I take pride in. Is like trying to watch how these guys are, what they're projecting to the next level. Because also, I'm an NFL fan, so I, I follow the big time players as they go along throughout their careers. And Joe Burrow, as of right now, is the Heisman front runner. Some people might say I'm just saying this because I'm a Eagles fan or whatever. Watching Joe Burrow, he reminds me so much of Carson Wentz, and it's it's ridiculous. If you watch. Carson Wentz, as much as I get to every week, and then turn around and watch Joe Burrow, the kid is – they're right there with each other. And I he understand – likes to sling it, but he can I, also run it. I understand, you know, they're playing different levels of talent. I'm not saying Joe Burrow is going to go to the NFL and be a great quarterback and do all this. I'm just saying play style, mechanics, just their physicality – on the field, it reminds me so much of Carson Wentz. That's crazy. Oh yeah. So I think the guy's going to do pretty decent, and uh, you know, tank for two is out the window, and it's bust for Burrow. Yeah. Well, like I said, Alabama did did themselves no favors in that game, which allowed Joe Burrow to take advantage. Oh yeah. And what I was telling people all week is like, who can take advantage when they need to the most? And LSU did so early on. Like I said, Alabama had a uh, mishandled punt, snap, or whatever. That care, like everybody's. Oh, it's a bad snap. No, I punted back in the day. So guess what? That ball was right here. That dude's hands was extended in front of him. They weren't to the left. They weren't to the right. They weren't up. They weren't down. They were anywhere. That ball was right down the pipe, and he missed it. He should have just like scrambled and kicked it instead of trying to pick it up, get a long kickoff. No, should've, he should have just did what I did at Brooks. Shouldn't ate all that popcorn. True that. Brucey, time to shine, went down the drain. But, like I said, LSU goes into halftime leading 13 to, or 33-13. to 13. Alabama came out and absolutely exploded in the second half. They did. Um, Smith, seven catches, 213 yards, two touchdowns, and, you know, late in the game after LSU supposedly put it away, Alabama gets the ball back, one play, 85 yards, Devontae Smith. That fast. Oh, yeah. And, like, the onside kick was a good kick, but their guys on the line that are supposed to blow that up, LSU stoned them. If you go back and watch the onside kick, they literally punched those guys in the mouth. Like, they, there was no chance. Like, they hit the wall, and they, they held strong. Not one Alabama player made it past that the little – that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to break through and try to get the ball. Nope. Yeah. Their, their, their hands team did perfectly, caught the ball – like I said, the game was over. Um, LSU goes on to beat number three, you know, Alabama, which, you know, we'll talk about the controversy. Uh, Randy Moss's son, Thaddeus, Thaddeus Moss, Moss, he is a tight end for LSU. Now. He's a gronk for LSU. Yeah, he's Adjugger, so big. Adjugger lines up wherever. He can line yeah, up anywhere. He's he so big. He is super athletic. He gets it from his daddy. Um, Obviously. Yeah. Um and he's a really good ball player. It's not like, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna live to the you know the billing of Randy Moss, but 
he can still be a very, very serviceable player on both levels. But I don't know about you, but as soon as that happened, when I was sitting there watching it, I was like, that's not a catch. And I watched the replay, I was like, still not a catch. Literally within 10 seconds of me saying the last time, I was like, I don't think that's a catch. They'll have to overturn it. My phone absolutely blew up. They're like, "Hey, what's the ruling on this? Yo, what's the what? What happened? This, that, and the other." And I was like, "I was like, the only what the only way that you can go out of bounds and come back in is if you are forced out." True. I watched the I watched the slow down like everybody else watching. Was it Diggs that was on him? I think he had his hands up, but there was no there was no pressure of an extension, no push, no push. Thaddeus was not aware of where he was on the field. True. He stepped out and was, oh, shit, because that foot went out and immediately back in. He knew exactly where he was after it was too late. But also, they're trying to say that the ball was tipped. If you watch the ball, the ball's flight never changed from, you know, from the quarterback's hand to Thaddeus. They were like, everybody kept trying to throw all this stuff out there. Oh, it was tipped. It was that. No, it was not. It was a great catch, but it's a non-catch technically. Within the rules, you must if you if if you take yourself out of bounds, the ball must be tipped by somebody other than you. You cannot make first contact. So me, as the way I am, I'm I'm this guy. <laughs> it was a catch. Just <laughs> rule to catch. Rule, rule to catch. Reviewed. Rule to catch is a catch. So we could argue all day. I don't know, because I don't know any of the officiating crew that was at that game. I don't know any college officials. So I used to. Not anymore. But I wasn't there. I didn't get to listen in on their conversation. They could have been talking about what they're going to do after the game, where they was grabbing beers. Or they could have been like, ah, you think the corner was a little too tight and didn't give him enough area to move? And that he was had plenty of time to move, option. though. We don't, we, that's what I'm saying. You can see it. That's what I'm saying. We don't know what they were discussing. Yeah, I don't know what transpired so, for them to keep it that way. Exactly. They, so, did, they didn't give you a definite answer of why. No. They just said, pull on field stands, first if, down. If the, like, if the defender didn't give him enough room to maneuver close to the sideline like that. We don't know what their, I won't say view, but we don't we don't know how they interpreted what happened on the field. So it was bang, bang, slow it down, look at it. Judgment call, are we gonna overturn it? Get stabbed by an LSU fan, are we gonna leave it a catch? <laughs> Get rocks thrown at us by Alabama fans. Oh, yeah. We'll pick the rocks. So it will be the most controversial call of this entire year. It'll be talked about, and I get I get tired of hearing about it. You lost. It, if it was the other way around, all the Alabama fans would be saying, "Oh, he was pushed out and came back in," and all the LSU fans would be saying the same thing. Bama fans are saying now. Let's move on. Alabama is still in good position to get into the playoffs. And I told everybody we'll last week. About. I told everybody last week that Alabama could lose this game. And still make it in because there is so much football left that, like I said, we have another list of stuff that's about to happen. Yeah. So, like Alabama's playing at Mississippi State this week. I don't think Tua is going to play. If they were smart, they would let Mac Jones go in, give Tua a little extra time, 
let him get healed because he like he played his heart out. If you want grit, you want glory, you want all this other stuff. Tua did it the right way. And all you idiots out there who were saying that oh Saban should have replaced Tua with Mac Jones, put the crack pipe down. Don't do drugs. Hashtag. Seek help. You're an idiot. Hashtag fire Nick Saban. He yeah, lost yeah, that game that for the tide. Stupid. No. Tua was exactly what Alabama needed. Like I said, things happen. Teams are not going to win all the time. It's just the way that it goes. Um, I'm glad that I was actually able to watch that game. Um, it was a really good game. After the fact, you know, Alabama stopped shooting themselves in the foot. But it's a part of the game. I've been a part of games where we were getting our asses blown out because we were doing dumb shit and we came back and win. But I've also been a part of teams where we were kicking somebody's ass and all of a sudden we started shooting ourselves and we lost. It's just the way that it goes. Um, hats off to Tua for playing hurt. You could tell, obviously, he was hurt. Um, hats off to Joe Burrow, absolutely playing lights out in a big-time moment. That could have been his Heisman moment in that game, which everybody will go back to and reference to if that is what's going to happen. Um, LSU travels to Ole Miss this week, plays at the Grove, senior night at Ole Miss. Um, and for all you idiots out there, I'm going to say this. I don't give a fuck what anybody's got to say. And yes, I dropped the F-bomb. I've been listening to Paul Feinbaum and these two jerk-offs, 93-9 or whatever it is. All these idiots keep calling in. I've been an Ole Miss fan my whole life. My whole life. Everybody's like, oh, this is such a big game. This is a national championship. Have you smoked yourself retarded? You know how ignorant you sound when you say those things. Like, it's a, it's a big game for Ole Miss. It's a uh, border state rivalry. It's, you know, they this the Magnolia Bowl for them, if I'm not mistaken. LSU, it's a trophy they have. LSU, Ole Miss. This rivalry goes back many, many, many years. They, it exactly that. It's a rivalry game. And, you know, Ed Ordron's been a part of it. And him opening up his mouth saying, oh, it's not a rivalry for us. Bullshit, because guess what? When you were at Ole Miss, guess who happened to be there when you gave the speech for the game? Me. Thank you, Coach O. You, you stuck your foot in your mouth. That is a rivalry game for both sides. I don't give a damn what anybody says because LSU hates Ole Miss the same way Ole Miss hates LSU. That's just the way that it's going to be. So for all you idiots calling in all these on all these shows and saying that, I wish you would take your face and his head but a brick. Like you are ignorant. Go Tiger. Yeah, something like that. Like I said, Ole Miss gets up for this game the same way they get up for the rest of them. We want to beat. We want to. We want to try to beat Alabama. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it don't. More like not. LSU, Mississippi State, Auburn. Those games we want to win because guess what? We're around those people more than anything. It's just that way. LSU will be coming in. I think it's like a 21-point favorite. And a lot of people are telling everybody to take Ole Miss because of how big that spread is because of of Ole Miss's rushing attack. Yes, they rolled up over 400 and something yards. I think they're the number one rushing team in the SEC because that's all we do because apparently our offensive coaches don't know how to teach somebody to go, huh, and throw the ball. But I would not bet. This is a game I would not bet on, and that is my team. I would not touch this one. I'm hoping that it's going to be a good game. Yes, we have beaten LSU when it's when they've been highly ranked. Um, I just don't really see it because, like I said, I've watched Joe Burrow play. True. I've watched my team play. So True. I'm seeing an ass kicking coming. 
Maybe that'll take it easy on you. Sorry to go on that little rant. I just had to get that off my <laughs> chest because, like I said, I heard I heard some idiot earlier on Paul Feinbaum when I went to go get dinner. That's exactly what he said. And I was like, man, if I could just reach through here and just grab this dude by his throat and punch him in his suck hole, I would do it. But can't. <laughs> Technology sucks. Yeah. And we're going to move on to uh, number four, Penn State. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I completely skipped them. Yeah. Hey, Penn State – Versus number 17, Minnesota. Both teams undefeated. Row the boat. Both teams playing well. Go Nittany Lions. Like, I was excited for this game. Oh, yeah. This this was uh, going to be a good one. It was going to be a good one. But there's a lot of times when they build this up, oh, it's going to be a good one. It's almost like the, the Wisconsin when they were undefeated and they played somebody that was undefeated and just they get, you know, uh, they get boat race. Well, yeah, uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State. Everybody thought it was going to be a good one. It was a boat race. They got freaking blown out. Uh, this game just had a Minnesota just has a different feel to them. You know, PJ Flick, uh, the guy's charismatic. <laughs> you, you cannot not like if you don't like PJ Flick. Take a long walk off of a short pier because you don't understand humanity. <laughs> this guy is what football needs. Well, collegiate football yeah. is what it needs right now. We've got a bunch of old coaches. These guys have been around for decades. This is a young guy with, if I swagger, air quotations, uh, new blood coming in, and he's doing his thing. He's doing it his way, and – He's turning a football program around. Yes. I know Tony Dungy's enjoying it because he's a Minnesota alum. The old Golden Gophers. And the Golden Gophers are <laughs> are doing big things right now. Yes, and they have another big game ahead of them. But in this game, I don't know if anybody's watched Minnesota play any. These guys have played some really good football. Hell of you good. want to talk about being an efficient quarterback? Their quarterback, 18 of 20, 339 yards. Three touchdowns. Yep. Like, all right, then. But then you look at Penn State's quarterback. Not so efficient. 23 of 43. 340 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Yeah. And for this game to be as close as it was, there was a lot of turnovers in the game. Um, I was figuring that the rushing attack would try to slow it down a little bit, and it really did at the end, you know, because Minnesota had to hold on to win. Because it went, was it um, was it thirty one to sixteen at some point in time or something like that? I can't really remember because I was going back and forth on some stuff. Like it was a little distance in between them, and it got close to the end. Yeah, at halftime it was twenty four ten. I mean twenty four thirteen. Sorry. Okay. And uh, third quarter, Minnesota didn't score at all. Penn State put up six, so now you got nineteen twenty four. Then both teams scored in the fourth quarter. Okay. So. I couldn't remember exactly how it went, but I knew that, like I said, that was a really good game, and I was watching it as much as I could. So if you guys missed that game, that is what you have to look forward to. Penn State has another big game coming up. So does Minnesota. Um, Minnesota is actually traveling to Ohio. or No, not Ohio. They're traveling to Iowa. Sorry, read the wrong line. They are traveling to Iowa. Iowa just lost a heartbreaker. They could have won that game. Yeah, lost Wisconsin by yep. two. Um, like I said, this should be another good test for Minnesota. And I know you saw the video board thing that I posted. If you guys pay attention to the to the um, to the Facebook page this week, 
Um, whenever the opposing team goes to kick a field goal, they put a big-ass gopher up on the freaking board. That guy, whoever did that, needs a raise because that oh, yeah. is freaking epic. Yeah. I laughed so hard when I saw that because you can't keep a straight face. You just get over and try to line, lean up for a kick, and all of a sudden, bam, you hit with a gopher. Yeah. <laughs> but but we, we will move on to the next game. Not much to talk about. Number five, Clemson. <sighs> I mean, they beat the brakes off of North Carolina State. So, Trevor Lawrence, you know, doing his thing. ETN doing his thing. Uh, I don't even know if most of Clemson's starters played after this first half of the football game. Probably not. They were up big at halftime. Yeah, Lawrence had four touchdowns, so. Yeah. And ETN had two, so. There's – not much to talk about here besides Clemson just absolutely demolishing uh, North Carolina State. Uh, it's going to help them. It looks good in the polls if you beat the hell out of somebody. Well, like uh, I said, they're going to have to beat the hell out of this next team. They travel – or actually, Wake Forest is coming. Wake Forest has been on the bad the bad end the last two weeks. The Demon Deacons. They've lost two games in a row after being undefeated, but they are still are, – Formidable team playing against Clemson. And we've seen lesser opponents give Clemson the business. So, if the Demon Deacons can go into Death Valley and get a win, it will absolutely break, break some hearts. Because there's a lot of people still riding on this. It make Tide fans happy. Oh, there's a lot of things that will make Tide fans happy. And that's, you know, that's just going to happen or not going to happen. Like I said, they're gonna have, they're they're gonna need some help this week or the week after. So we'll get into that because I don't yeah. buy into it. Anyways, uh, number six shutting out Mizzou. Uh, Kelly Bryant didn't play. I didn't even know that he was not supposed to play. Really? Yeah, he had a hamstring injury, and they put in two other guys to play, and they did decent, I guess you could say. But Georgia laid a, laid a goose egg on the scoreboard. Uh, so. Like, and the bad thing about this, I don't, I, I didn't watch this game. I, I really can't. I just saw the stat lines and watched a few highlights. Yeah, but Jake Fromm, another shit day, uh, thirteen of twenty nine. You'll have those sometimes. He's having more than a few. Yeah, he he is. Uh, I don't know what they got going on down there that is um, messing with. I'm, I don't. I can't say his head or anything because I really don't know. But it's not showing up on the field because if you think of Jake from the last couple of years, he's been really efficient, putting up decent numbers every week. He's been Jake from State Farm. Yeah, and it is not looking that way. They've got uh, Georgia is actually traveling to Auburn this week. One of the biggest games in the country this week. On the planes. And I've had Auburn fans left and right tell me how they're going to beat Georgia. Then they're going to beat Alabama. Then they're going to beat LSU. Then they're going to beat whoever. And the Auburn Tigers are going to be in the college football playoffs. It could happen, but what I said was but and if and, you know. It just ain't gonna happen. There's just no way. That's a they have the defense to beat Georgia. That's a tough slate of games to go through. Yes, but I'm saying they 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 can they can beat Georgia. I just don't think that after that that they'll be able to hang. Yeah. If if it is to come to that, this Georgia game is a big time game. 
These guys are going to beat the shit out of each other. I see. I actually see Auburn actually winning this game. Close game. Auburn wins probably, I don't know, 27-21 or some shit like that. Yeah. It's I, gonna, mean, it's not gonna I, don't, be, I don't think it's going to be a big explosive game. It's not going to be a barn burner. No. Uh, I, I, just, I just, like I said, the way that I've seen Georgia go up and down after that South Carolina game, they haven't played a defense like this one. And both of those teams can grind it out on the ground. Yes, they then yeah, yeah, they 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 very 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 much so. so can. I don't I don't expect it to be a I won't say very fun game, but I don't expect it to be a barn burner. Lots of points scored. I expect it to be maybe high teens, low twenties, mid twenties, somewhere around there. And but like I said, I, I do see Auburn getting the win. This yeah, week. Swift Swift's gonna have his yards. You know. Whichever one of Auburn's running backs they want to give it to. Uh, and to answer uh, Casey, he says, does Tennessee win out uh, with Mizzou and Vandy left? Um, actually, yes. Uh, Tennessee should have no problem. Um, Kelly Bryant's dealing with a hamstring, instru- hamstring injury. Can't talk tonight. Um, it's going to be tough for them to get that offense rolling. It's not like Mizzou is just packed full of offensive power. Um, Tennessee's defense has come on strong since the Alabama game and a couple games. They like I said they played they played really well, but they've actually stuck it in and they've putting in the work to play better, and it's showing up on the field. Uh, the big fourth down stop to keep Kentucky from winning that was huge for them. Uh, Vandy is I don't well yeah you say Kelly Bryant's playing this week yeah he's played against Florida guess what Florida's got a good team. You think he's gonna you know come out of there unscathed? Don't think so. Um, like I said, they have Vandy left on the schedule. They should they should beat Vandy by twenty five. Vandy plays some people close when they need to. Yeah, then I, they get blown out by say, Florida on the other side. I won't say that Tennessee wins out, but I do think Tennessee's bowl eligible by the end of the year. They have to win out. No, nah, they just got to win one. I thought they had to win out. I thought I they think, were sitting at four and six. No, nah, I think they just got to win one, don't they? Huh. Well, who knows? Either way, with the I think they I think they went out. <laughs> Get you to a bowl game, give you something to cheer about. Yeah. Moving along, we will slide into uh, I think seven and eight were off this week, so not we'll not see them. Um, number nine, Oklahoma gets away, <laughs> gets away from Iowa State, and I don't know if ever like I pay attention. A win is a win, no matter how hard you get it. Yeah. Um, Iowa State. Just about every year slips up and beats somebody. Oh, the Cyclones are good. Like it's crazy to think. Now they could be having a shit year. They could be two and eight, and yeah. somebody ranked to come play them, and it's like, all right, guys, here's our moment of glory. Like, why can't you been doing this all year? Um, Oklahoma beats Iowa State forty-two to forty-one. Um, Jalen Hurts eighteen to twenty-six. 273 yards, three touchdowns. He did have the one careless pick. If you watch that interception. That was kind of careless. It was Jalen Hurts scrambling out of the pocket, pressure on him from every angle except for the sideline, and he just threw it up trying to make a play, trying to get that, you know, luck, luck play where maybe it squeezes by the defenders. And to me – I'm perfectly fine with that interception. Perfectly fine with it. Would you be if they had lost? No. But <laughs> they won. So now now you can say, Jalen, you know, 
You throw a pick, woo, close call. Yeah. But we we squeezed out a win, and you were trying to make a play. He's a playmaker. Oh, yeah. That's All what he long. does. Like I said, he had 68 yards on the ground and two more touchdowns. Two more touchdowns. So he has another five-touchdown game, keeping his name in that Heisman race. I think he's sitting at uh, – he's, he's number two – 2A, 2B, because <laughs> right now, Joe Bur- like I said, Joe Burrow is number one. Then you got, of course, you got Tua, and then you got Jalen. Uh, C.D. Lamb has another explosive game, eight catches, uh, 176 yards, two touchdowns. The story of the game was Oklahoma's defense shitting the bed in the second half. Um, Iowa What's State, oh, all the time, every year it happens. Yeah. But Iowa State scored 20 points in the fourth quarter. Oklahoma has – a big game to play this week. Um, they travel to Waco to play the number 13 ranked Baylor Bears. Baylor is undefeated. And I don't think Oklahoma can afford that same mistake. Yeah. Because Baylor is head, head and shoulders better than Iowa State. Like, you know... Baylor Baylor beat TCU this past week, twenty nine to twenty three. But like I said, that everybody's going to have that one close game. Yeah, that's possibly going to be their close one. It could be. Like I said, I don't. I, I don't, I'm not picking any favorites in this one. I'm expecting a really good game. I will be watching this one. Um, Oklahoma at Baylor, ten versus thirteen. Huge playoff, you know, stuff on the line. So cream of the crop rise to the top. Exactly. And going back to the Iowa State game. Iowa State's quarterback pretty threw for two eighty two and five touchdowns. Yes, he absolutely just the running back call ran for hundred and ten yards. This is an offense that has been coached up. Oh yeah, they've they've got a good young coach at Iowa State who has had his name thrown all over the place for open coaching jobs uh, last year and so far this year. So. Don't write that off as a, well, they almost got beat by Iowa State. This, this is a well-coached team, so you cannot cannot take that away from the Cyclones. Oh, not at all. Like I said, Baylor wins by ten. That, like I said, that'll be that'll be a real good statement game for them to do that. That that is for sure. It would be, but like I said, this this week's going to be full of some exciting games for everybody to be watching. So I really hope they are paying attention because. Like I said, there's going to be some crazy stuff going down. And the the last college game I can talk about this week, top ten wise, number ten Florida, beating Vandy, just beating the hell out of them. At first, I thought this first quarter scoreless, scoreless first quarter. I thought this is going to be a good game. And then Vandy shits the bed and starts doing Vanderbilt stuff, and Florida, Vandy going to Vandy. And yeah, and then Florida just turns it on and does their thing. Unfortunately. Uh, Trask had a really good game, but yeah. playing against Vandy really ain't saying much. So, so yeah. But uh, getting into some news. Big time news. Let's do that. Uh, I want to start off with the polls. Top four. Associated Press, number one, LSU. USA Today Coaches Poll, number one, LSU. Playoff Selection Committee. Poll, number one, LSU, unanimous, unanimous. So LSU has made their statement 
to be at the top, and it was noticed, and LSU... They could have easily been number one last week. ...is at the top. Yeah. Same can go for the two and three teams, Ohio State, Clemson, both the same on all three polls. Number four is where you start getting... A little shaky. A little shaky. (laughs) Four and five, Alabama, Georgia, on the Associated Press and Coaches Poll. When you get to the playoff selection committee, well, we think Georgia's number four and Alabama's number five. And then you go some Oregons and Utahs and Minnesotas and Oklahomas and Penn States, and they just threw the down beads down and picked up what they wanted. Uh, but the top five, you've got three SEC teams. Right now, both teams win out. LSU and Georgia. That's our SEC championship. They can't both win out. To the playoff, they can. That's what I'm saying. They they win out. If they win out the regular season. Regular season. Yeah. LSU, Georgia. They're the the SEC championship game. Yes. So now, one's got to lose. Oregon might drop one, might not. Minnesota might drop one, might not. Penn State might drop another, might not. Oklahoma might drop another, might not. There's a bunch of factors in. I've had a bunch of people tell me that. Well, Chris. No, it should not have been Bama. Chris, right here. Bama should be at four. I don't believe so. To me, this is just me. You've got a 9 0 Minnesota team and a bunch of one loss teams. Throw Minnesota up there. What's it going to hurt this year? Yeah, what's the worst going to happen? They lose to Penn State? Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> they beat Penn State. But that's what I'm saying. But like I said, now they got to play um, Iowa. Like they, I said, Penn State just played Minnesota. They were around the same ranking. It they, was like 19 versus 4. Now it's 8 versus 20. So, really not that big of a difference. They could have they could have put them up there. The reason why they didn't is because of the name. Exactly. Penn State ain't been shit in forever, but Minnesota, Penn State's got the name. They're undefeated. Put them in there. Minnesota don't bring money. Don't bring looks. But you throw Minnesota at four, they're undefeated. Now the top four is undefeated teams. From all different. From, you know. Uh, but Minnesota loses. Okay. Bottom throw, off. Throw a Oregon, throw a throw a Georgia, throw Alabama Utah. up there, whatever. Who gives a fuck? But you put a one loss team up because a undefeated team lost. So my biggest thing with this is I've had a bunch of Bama fans tell me, well, Bama's at five because they don't want them in. To me, Bama's guaranteed in. No, hold on. I'm glad you said that. They put them at five because they don't want them in. Guess what? It's not the final ranking. So guess what? Being at five don't mean shit. To me, being at five guarantees Alabama's in. They hell, if they could have put them at eight, and they'd still get in. They win out, but they can, LSU they can literally. They, Alabama could be sitting at eight in this damn poll, and at the end, still be in. LSU or Georgia lose, yes, which will have to happen, yes, and Alabama hops in. I I've thought about this a lot. I'm a <laughs> not a thinker. I'm not a thinker at all. <laughs> Wheels are fucking about to fall off up there, but there's still fucking hamsters running somewhere. Anyways, I could easily see, and this is this is no joke. People are gonna say, "Oh, well, you're just biased," you know, whatever. Not an biased. He'd have Florida State in there, and they suck. Not an SEC guy. I could easily see 
a scenario where the playoff selection committee squeezes three, three SEC teams they into can. the playoff. They can. And for everybody who wanted me to tell you this, you want to know how you get three SEC teams in? It's easy. It's like common core math. Georgia and LSU went out. Georgia beats LSU. LSU drops one spot with Alabama already sitting at four. Then you're either going to have an undefeated Ohio State or an undefeated Clemson sitting there. Ohio's, it's going to be one of them too. It's Ohio, not going to be. It's not going to be any, anybody else on that list. But that's what I'm saying. Ohio State could easily lose Big Ten championship game. Easy, easily lose that. So now you've got a one loss Ohio State compared to a one loss Alabama, a two loss Georgia, and a one loss LSU. Ohio State loses to a Minnesota or Michigan. It's oh, over. Oh, they're dropping. It's over. They, it's it is a. Done deal. It is a landslide avalanche drop from two to six. six. Yeah. Easy. Well, everybody else going. Exactly. Walking right past And Alabama being one of those, it's like, (laughs) how you doing? (laughs) And that gives Alabama all the time in the world to get healthy. We've been here before. Yeah. We've seen this before. Oh, that's right. So. Like I said, all you people that are tripping and bitching and all this other stuff. There's plenty of football left to be played. A ton of it. So, uh, that's my rant on the playoff selection committees. Uh, If anybody knows anybody who wants me to be part of a committee for playoff selections. Holler at your boy when you see him in the street. Just just let me know. Speaking of one of the top teams, we have Ohio State's star defensive player, Chase Young, being suspended – Again. One more game is what they said. That's it. But I like how they chose when the game was going to be when they're not playing anybody this week. But next week, they got a big game. They're holding off on the competition until it's real time. Well, me personally, I don't think Chase Young should have been suspended. I, I don't see a reason why. He should have been suspended. He had a loan from everything I read. He paid it off. Where do you get the money to pay it off? You don't ask those type of questions. Yes, you do when you're the NCAA. Fuck them. But so, Yeah, that's that's a consistent saying so, on that. But if you paying it off, that's the whole thing. You can't, you're not supposed to be able to receive money. He doesn't have a job, so he doesn't have any money. He doesn't. He's not from a wealthy family. It's to, or if he was a wealthy family, why is he getting a loan? But that's beside the point. If they're going to suspend him, they should have just suspended him for the rest of the year. Oh man, look. I'm just. This is this is my problem with the NCAA. They pick favorites. If he'd have been on somebody else's team, his ass would have been suspended for the year. Yes, they pick favorites. Where's my sign? We're, we're going to get a sign, by the way. Prove me wrong. Yes, they. Yes. They pick favorites. I get that. All right, then. They they do pick favorites. You're from a bigger university. You might get a slap on the hand where another kid gets cuffed and thrown out for the rest of the year. But the NCAA has to realize student athletes go to class, homework, go to practice, weights, film, on the road for games, weights, film, study, homework, tests, exams, they have a million things to do. So Chase Young, he can't have a job. Nope. Physically impossible for Chase Young to have a job. 
if he did have a job, I'd be worried about when the hell he's sleeping. Yeah, no shit. So for him to take a loan, he needs some. (laughs) For him to take a loan out, I don't care if it's from Bank of America or from Joe Blow down the street, (laughs) little little CC on the corner. He takes out a loan, pays it back. I don't care where he got the money from. That's his business. For him, understand, oh, well, he did it for the boosters. If he's just now, when he's got... They self-reported this, by the way. Yeah. So, if he's at Ohio State, it supposedly happened last year, right? He's at Ohio State, and this is what he's getting caught for when he's already there? Do your job better and dig a little deeper, because if he's taking a loan when he is at Ohio State... Pretty sure he probably got money before he got to Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. So, so for them just to throw out, well, they took a small loan from a family friend to fly his girlfriend to see a game or whatever. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> if, if they moved his whole family from Louisiana to Columbus, Ohio, oh, yeah, let's dig into this. He bought a plane ticket. He didn't buy a Porsche. He didn't buy a Ferrari. A plane ticket. And we're making a huge deal and cost It's a $15,000 loan. This is what I'm saying, Dave. <laughs> you got 15 k Me, personally? I don't talk about my finances in public. But, uh, <laughs> but this, to me, it doesn't make sense to pick and choose Oh well, he took a loan out, paid it, paid it back. But like I said, if it was on any other team other than those blue bloods, his ass will be suspended for the year. Their asses will be getting hit with bands. They'd be hitting them like they hit, they hit them like Ole Miss got hit. Again, the sign proved me wrong. It's just part of it. Like I said, if he wasn't playing for a blue blood, his ass would be toast. And he's a damn good kid. Not saying that he's not. I'm just saying that's just how they. Yeah. They should be fair to everybody the same, but we know it's not going to be because no. that ain't how shit works. It's not. And uh, we had somebody ask a question just a second ago. It said, what if Minnesota and Baylor went out? If Minnesota is to win out, Ohio State's not there. So, and like I said, be, they've if, already dropped. And guess what? An SEC school is going to go above them. If Minnesota wins out and they are not in the playoff, I, I quit watching playoff football. True. I, I mean, that's if Minnesota wins out because they're going to have to win the Big Ten. They're going to have to win the Big Ten championship, and they make that. Now, Georgia's going to have or LSU's going to have a loss. Bama could win out. Oregon, who knows what's going to happen out there in the well, Pac-12. That's another, the other one's Baylor. If Baylor is to win out, they're going to have to beat Oklahoma twice. That's going to say something. If you can beat that same juggernaut twice, then yeah, then <laughs> they're, they're going to be in. But like I said, there's there's so many things going on that everybody's tripping it's out early. for no reason. It's still yeah. early. Plenty of football left to be played. There's a ton of things. Yes. The last NCAA thing I want to talk about is Florida State's coaching search. How's that going? I hear it's over. Oh. I hear it's done. Stupid. I hear, I don't hear anything. I read on the fucking internet. <laughs> <laughs> but the little birds on Twitter 
And uh, on the people I follow through social media are saying that uh, the only thing they're waiting on is ink on paper to sign Bob Stoops. Oh, Stoopy. Big game Bob. And I'm not saying it is happening. Don't, I'm not, oh, I'm breaking news. Quote the Raven nevermore. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I won't believe until pen is on paper and it's announced by the university. Because they could, you could have a pen in somebody's hand and them get cold feet and walk away. So by no means am I saying it's completely done. I'm just telling you what I've read is that it's pretty much done deal. And I hear that they've promised or I won't say promise. They've took a two hundred million dollar pledge. The university has for the football program to Bob Stoops, and that's assistant coaches, facilities, trainers, nutritionists. Uh, they've got seventy five million dollars that was donated from a booster for a football only facility. This is going to be you know just football related things. So there's a lot. To look forward to in Tallahassee. Since we're sliding into this pro talk, just a second. Did you watch Prime Times call to Derrick Henry? I didn't get to. I saw it. Didn't get to watch it. I watched it. Do you know the words that came out of Derrick Henry's mouth? I heard him. Well, I I read that he had asked Prime about being head coach. Yes, but I didn't. Like I said, I didn't. What would you say about Prime Time? Being the head coach at Florida State, we've heard all we've uh, well. Florida State fans have read and heard all this. Me personally, it's just like Odell, our interim coach right now. You have no experience. I understand Deion Sanders knows more about football and has experienced more football than you and I and everybody listening, everybody watching will ever experience. He's arguably the best cornerback to ever play football at any level. But you have limited coaching experience at the high school level as an offensive coordinator. You have zero coaching experience at the collegiate level. So to me, that's a hire where if you're Florida A&M and Deion Sanders played there, hell yeah, you go for that. If you're at Alabama State and whoever your biggest player was that made it into the NFL Hall of Fame played there, limited coaching experience, you got a head coaching job. Almost like Ronald McKinnon in UNA. Hell yeah, bring that guy in. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing against UNA's head coach, but Ronald McKinnon, you know, ex, you know, expressed interest. Hell yeah, bring him in. He, he made it to the league. Didn't make it to the NFL Hall of Fame. But he but, made it to the league but played a long time. <laughs> played a long time for a couple of teams. So yeah, if you if you're a small school like that, but Florida State, they're not the Florida State of old. They're not the juggernaut they were, but that's what they're trying to build back to. It's gonna take so, a little bit of time. It is. And you can't do that with a guy that has no none or limited coaching experience. Very true. So, I just had to ask you that. Bring him in as a Positions coach? Bring him in as an analyst first and then... All fucking for it. Would love to see him on the sidelines. Yeah. But I digress. Because nobody wants to go after urban and baggage when you're trying to rebuild a team. That's why nobody goes after urban. I'll answer that for you, Tribble. (laughs) Yeah, Tribs. 
Uh, we're going to slide into NFL action this week. Uh, had some really good games. Actually, more good games than we actually thought we were going to get. A ton. I was hoping this would be easy. We're we don't go, get easy. We're going to go super fast, and I don't care. We're going to start it. We're going to start and just run till it's over. Uh, Thursday fire. night. We're going to do a rapid fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Thursday night, we had the Chargers traveling to Oakland and playing the Chargers. I mean, the, playing the Raiders. This game... Another good game. Shouldn't um, have been. Sh- yeah, shouldn't have been. Uh, Raiders coming out on top, 26-24. Uh, Melvin Gordon, good day on the ground since his return. He's been he's had only one real bad game, which he played against the Titans. But other than that, been playing well. Um, Phillip Rivers still turning the ball over a shit ton, getting sacked a shit ton. Uh, Josh Jacobs, decent day on the ground, 71 yards and a touch. Um like I said, nothing, nothing overly exciting happened in that game. It was just a uh, just a good game to have. Yeah, keep going. Okay. <laughs> well, like I said, the I I was surprised that you know that it actually came down as close as it was with <coughs> with the Raiders coming out on top. Um, and we have uh, Detroit traveling to Chicago. <coughs> Another game Ooh. shouldn't have been good. Should not have been good. Chicago should have got the break speed off of them. Well, Detroit. Matt Stafford's not playing. Still, I understand. They still got a defense in Chicago. It they may do. not be the stalwart that it was last year. They still have a defense there. They have a Matt they, Stafford's not starting. Dr- Jeff Driscoll yeah. of Louisiana Tech and, and Florida. Florida. But, uh, <laughs> but still, Lions have a defense too, and Mitch Trubisky has been god awful. Uh, had three touchdown passes. Tied a, tied a season high with three touchdown passes. Bears win twenty thirteen. Uh, David Montgomery rookie did did a little bit. Yeah, uh, good day. Yeah, Allen Robinson looked pretty good. The big takeaway from that is the Lions. Carry on Johnson injured. Matthew Stafford injured, and they their top two offensive. Powerhouses are not in the yeah. game. Cannot score. Hampers points. them big time. Which we'll slide in the next game, which will be the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Cincinnati. Woo. And if you did not watch this game or any of the highlights, you I highly suggest you go back and watch them because Lamar freaking Jackson absolutely dazzled all day long. He made the Bengals look silly. Made them look like they were freaking Pop Warner. Yeah. I like, mean, it, it was bad. Uh, he threw for three touchdowns, 223, 15 of 17 on the day through there. That's two incompletions. But uh, he's – I've seen it, you know, the highlights of him spinning. That was nasty. Yeah. The, the, guy's <laughs> a, the guy's a human cheat code. Yeah. Uh, like – the speed, the strength, the all, vision. All you heard when the Ravens drafted him was, I oh, don't have the arm. Project. He don't, he don't have the accuracy. He's project. a project quarterback. He's only got he's only got legs. Uh, he has two passes that, on the day. That'd be better putting him at wide receiver. No, this guy was manipulating the defense. He was throwing at will. He was running at will. He was throwing into tight windows. Uh his passer rating was near perfect. No, it was perfect. It was perfect. Second perfect of the year. 
uh, the guy did no wrong in yeah. the game. And so. for history nuts out there, for the very first time in NFL history, the Baltimore Ravens lined up in the backfield with three Heisman Trophy winners in the backfield at the same time. Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, Robert Griffin Jack, III. Jack. Yeah. Ran a speed option. And it worked. With RG3 and Lamar Jackson. And I kept... <laughs> and it worked. I kept seeing the highlight, and it was like, oh, two Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks running the option in Baltimore. And I was like, wait, no. There was another Heisman guy, right? He was he went the other way, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but most of the highlights I saw, was they were talking about two Heisman quarterbacks. And I was like, no, that... Don't forget the third fucking guy because he's been pretty good yeah. on both levels. Yes, most definitely. Like I said, the Ravens absolutely put a beat down on the just the absolutely helpless Bengals. The tank for two is real for them for sure. Uh, blow for Burrow. <laughs> All right. I like Joe, it. Joe Burrow to blow the Bengals. Blow for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have uh, – Cleveland, Cleveland getting a win against the Bills. Did I, did I, I not, hold on. Did I say something about that? I can't remember half the things you say. I, if I'm not mistaken, I said the Browns were going to win that game. Because they needed they needed one win at home. This is, this is the first win of the year. First yeah. win at home. I said, if I'm not mistaken, last week I said the Browns would finally get a win at home. Just happened to be against your boys. Or your boy. Yeah. I, it's another game that the team that won shouldn't have. But uh, it wasn't pretty to watch. Uh, Josh Allen was 22 of 41 for 266. Nick Chubb had a good day running over 100 yards. but Still, still in the top three of the league. 16 to 19. Ugly score. Ugly. Jarvis Landry finally got it going. I won't say Baker Mayfield finally got it going. but He'll never figure it out. He will. <laughs> Next lived, year. Lived, hey, there's next year. Did you see the, the yeah, jersey? Maybe the, next year. Maybe next year. The, the guy lives at the stadium. He's going to figure it out. Well, you better find something out. He's asking to be looking for another job. We'll slide in to the Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Nashville, Tennessee. Another game. And I almost went to this game. Shouldn't happen. Like, I debated all night. I was like, man, I, I really want to go to this game. Patrick Mahomes is starting. It'll be my, I'll be able to see him play. I haven't watched the Kansas City Chiefs play. As everybody knows, I'm trying to watch every NFL team play. Last time I was in Nashville, Patrick Mahomes was there. Yeah, but see, you were there for the draft. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, but Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs absolutely put on a show. 36 of 50. 446 yards and three touchdowns. This is coming back from a dislocated knee. Yes. First game back against one of the top defenses in the league, being the Tennessee Titans. And early on, it looked like it was going, you know, going to start off to be a beatdown. Oh, yeah. 10-0 first quarter. They're like, all right, here we go. Nothing doing. Kansas City just throwing it all over the field, doing what they wanted. And all of a sudden, the Titans woke up. Uh, went into did. halftime thirteen to thirteen. Yes, they did. Like so, like I was watching the game and I was pissed off the whole game. Like I was legit mad the whole. I was like, "What the hell's going on? Why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we doing that? Like, come on, figure it out." Because Tyreek Hill was damn near, you know, unstoppable. Yeah, he was targeted 19 times, but he threw the ball up and he would just 
Uh, run underneath it and catch it. 11 for 157. The is unreal for yeah. this team. Yeah, 11 receptions for 157 is hard to bottle up. Uh, well, no, it's their overall team is hard yeah. to bottle up. Um, was it um, Miko Hardman or Hardman? Yeah. Catches a ball go, like, and the bad thing I don't know if you've watched the game. The highlight is absolutely unreal. The pocket goes to collapse. Mahomes steps up and just kind of huh, flicks it across the middle of the field, and here comes you know Hardman. Well, well he, he jumped. Catches, oh yeah, he well Mahomes yeah. jumped and threw it, and Hardman caught it, and it was like he looked like a video game. It literally looked like a video. You catch the ball and you hit that speed button, that head turned down, and he absolutely smoked the Titans' corners. The Kansas City Chiefs possibly had the fastest team in the league. Yeah. there's. I don't think there's any way they don't. Like, they are absolutely blazing at every position. These dudes are hard to cover, and it showed. Like, it was big time. Um the Tennessee Titans were pecking away all day. Tannehill didn't have to really do anything until late in the game, but he said, let's go. Hop on. Hop on. He uh, 13 of 19, 181, two touchdowns. Yeah, he was sacked four times, had a really good rating on the day, but the story of the game was with Tennessee trailing in the game, they never got away from Derrick Henry. Yeah. And Derrick Henry turned that into one of his top five performances of his career. Uh, 23 rushes, 188 yards, two touchdowns, and a big 68-yard touchdown run, which came in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Did really, really well. Uh, The Tennessee Titans wide receivers were barely heard from all day. Barely heard from. Uh, Adam Humphreys had one catch, but guess what? That catch came when they needed it the most. Right across the middle, dart touchdown Titans for the for the lead. First touchdown of the year for Humphreys, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Tajay Sharp had a catch. AJ Brown had a catch. Uh, we were without Corey Davis. Uh, he's out with a hip. Uh, but the the Tennessee Titans uh, tight ends is what really made the game go for them. Jonu Smith and Anthony Ferkser did really really well. Uh, Khalif Raymond had a very explosive play. He had a catch for 52 yards, but on the way down, the left hand just happened to graze his leg as he went down, so they called that back. Um, but like I said, both teams, it was an exciting game to watch. And I almost left Buffalo Wild Wings. I was sitting there watching the game, and um, we turned the ball over or something, and Kansas City got the ball. And I was like, well, let me go ahead and get my ticket. Well, they bring the ticket up. And all of a sudden, I look up as I'm signing the ticket, and there was a bad snap. And I was like, glued right back to the TV. Yeah. Bad snap. Titans get the ball back, go down and score. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm about to finish watching this, see if they're actually going to choke and lose. Not the case. Blocked the, uh, block the, block the field goal that would have sent the game into overtime. Titans win, finally going over uh, 500 at home. Moving to five and five on the year, we have uh, we're off this week, and then we have um, the Jacksonville Jaguars coming up. So the bye week came at a good time to try to get some people healthy. True. Another game shouldn't have fucking happened. No kidding. Falcons go to New Orleans. I did not bet on any NFL games this week and beat the Saints twenty-six to nine. When is the last time? I, I don't know the answer. I'm not asking this to be a dick. 
But I'd like to know the last time that Drew B- Drew Brees was held without a touchdown pass. Five years, something like it. It's been a long time. He had a long, long streak before the last one was broken. It's wild. Uh, Falcons without their top two running backs, and some guy named Brian Hill comes in. 20 carries, 61 yards. Three yards in a cloud of dust, baby. Matt Ryan passes for two touchdowns. Uh, Drew Brees throws 32 of 45 for 287 and no touchdown. Then the Falcons get their first away win. Michael Thomas has 13 receptions for 152 yards, no touchdown. They didn't score a touchdown. The Saints didn't score a touchdown on the day. The Aints ain't about shit. And I – Put Teddy Bridgewater. I was about to say, where's Teddy at? Put Teddy Bridgewater in. I bet they score. But uh, but yeah. So Falcons finally get a uh, win on the road. Move to two and seven. Saints drop down to seven and two. Uh, just uncharacteristic. Yes, that of was, the Saints. Offense. I was figuring it was going to be a blowout about how terrible the freaking Falcons are. Yeah. Saints being so good and playing so good at home. That was their first home loss of the year. Well, like I said, I was dumbfounded watching the game. I was watching it at the same time I was watching the other ones. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, then we had the Battle of New York, Battle of MetLife Stadium, or whatever the hell they want to call it. The, the New York Football Giants versus the New York Football Jets. Um, Thirty-four to twenty-seven. Um, a lot of people didn't really watch that game. I was catching like glimpses as I was looking around. The only reason why I even looked up was to see what Saquon was doing, and he didn't do shit. Um, Saquon Barkley had thirteen rushes for one yard. Yeah, one yard. Long of three on the day. Uh, Daniel Jones, really good day, except for the fact that he got sacked six times. Um, other than that, he had a really good day. Yeah. Uh, the story of the game for them was Darius Slayton, the rookie wide receiver, 10 catches, 121 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Golden Tate still fighting on strong after his uh, suspension. Has another good day starting on my fancy team. Four catches, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, a lot of turnovers in this game. A lot of turnovers. Daniel Jones fumbled three times, lost one. Golden Tate fumbled, lost one. Um, like I said, it yeah, it wasn't both teams game. are terrible. Like I said, the leading rusher was Le'Veon Bell, eighteen carries, thirty-four yards. The run defense was strong in this one, or the offensive line was weak. Whichever way you want to look at it, yeah. Either uh, way, it was a shit show, and if, somebody had to watch it. If you were a fan of the Giants or a fan of the Jets, it's probably fun to watch. But I'm so glad I didn't see the Jets fans there like I do every week because they're annoying. They cheer for nothing. Yeah. Hopes, <laughs> hopes, and, hopes dreams. and dreams. But uh, Cardinals go down to Tampa Bay, face their old head coach, Bruce Arians, and he leads the Buccaneers to a 30-27 victory over the Cardinals. My boy Jameis Winston, 30 of 48, <laughs> 358 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Christian Kirk for the Arizona Cardinals had a Ball great day. All out, son. Six receptions. 138 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, that's that's a pretty decent stat line for. A it was a good game team. to watch. I watched you know some of it. Yeah, pretty fun to watch. I was flipping back and forth between a few little games. Uh, I don't think we have any Bucks or Cardinals fans, so we won't spend a lot of time on it. But we will spend time saying that uh, Jameis Winston led his team to a victory, hard fought victory too. How many times he turned it over? Moving on to the Dolphins and Colts. 
The Dolphins travel to Indianapolis and get a freaking win. Yeah. Second straight win. Yeah. They're on a freaking streak. Yeah. This they said, you know what? We don't want to. This isn't catching lightning in a bottle. This is Brian Fitz magic. This is turning a season around. And it start started last week and they kept going this week. Uh, Colts without Andrew Luck. Jacoby Brissett. Without Jacoby Brissett. Uh, had to turn to Brian Hoyer, who I, I honestly didn't even know if he was still in the NFL. Yeah, he. I thought he was out until Andrew Luck retired, and then I knew that they picked him up. After, after his stint in Cleveland, I thought he was done. They should have put Machine Gun Kelly in the game. Let him... Yeah. Let him flick it around a little bit. I don't know if Chad Kelly deserves to be in the NFL right now. Yeah, well, he does. Starting right now. Yeah, he does. He deserves to be there. He's got all the talent in the world. But Give him a chance. Starting. Because Brian Hoyer's old as shit and he sucks. He did lose. Well, his team did lose and the Dolphins went to 2-7. and seven. Colts dropped to 5-4. and four. Uh, Not a fun day for Colts fans. Not a fun day for anybody that watched that game. Uh, now, the next game... Was fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Panthers at Green Bay facing the Packers. Uh, Kyle Allen, his dad was there. His mom was there. You know, they they came to see their son ball out on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field and uh, came down to the very last play. And it was it was fun. Looked like a fun game to play for those guys. They were out there, you know, in the freezing ass cold. But uh, Packers stuffed Christian McCaffrey at the goal line for the win. For the win, McCaffrey still had twenty carries, one hundred eight yards, and a touchdown on pace to the beat the all-purpose yardage record held by CJ Two K. Exactly. So he had a really good game. Uh, when they made it down there to the goal line, I was thinking, just just hand it to Christian. CMC, baby. Just hand it to McCaffrey. And uh, they finally did, and he was stuffed. Uh, Packers pulled out one. Uh, they're starting to – I won't say they're starting to get things going because they only had one loss on the – Well, like they got Devontae back, and that's one yeah. of the things they've been needing is to get him back and get him going. Yeah. They, he is the most explosive player on that Packers offense. I don't know. Aaron Jones has been showing out. Uh, yeah, in his absence. Still. But you got to think, if Devontae comes back and it gets into the form that he was, it's oh, only yeah. going to make him better. Yeah. But, but like I said, I, I think he is a, he is one of the most – I think he's the most explosive player on that offense. Yeah. Uh, Packers only have one loss at home this year, two losses on the season. So they have turned it around uh, quickly after a loss last week, pull out a victory at home in front of the hometown fans. and uh, For all you cheeseheads out there. <laughs> I've got – I know a few. And uh, they beat a good team in Carolina with a good young quarterback. That is very true. We have uh, the L.A. Rams traveling to Pittsburgh – in another obscenely scored game, <laughs> yeah, uh, seventeen to twelve, the Steelers beat the Rams. Um, I know I wasn't thinking this was going to happen, but you know, hey, it is what it is. Like both quarterbacks played like crap. 
nothing really exciting going on through the game. Um, like I said, Gurley got a little more volume this week, 12 carries, 73 yards, so still running explosive. Run game non-existent for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is, if you think about it, which is just unreal. Uh, Juju really not explosive. James Washington being their big-time target in this game. Oh, yeah. Um, like I said, there's a lot of things going on in the NFL right now. You're just scratching your head when you actually think about it. When you see and hear the names, you think of, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you think about a run game. You don't get it. You think about the New Orleans Saints, you think about Drew Brees throwing the ball over the place, scoring touchdowns, not scoring any touchdowns. You know, yes. A lot of weird things are going on. But like I said, it's just part of the part of the weird year that we are having. Um Going into the next game, had the Minnesota Vikings traveling to Dallas, Jerry World, and getting a dub. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if the Cowboys were afraid to tackle Dalvin Cook or if they just forgot how to tackle him. He was running hard, though. He was was making contact. Uh, I wish Derrick Henry ran as hard as he did. The Cook was cooking. Yeah. And... uh, it wasn't just on the ground either. Uh, Dalvin had 26 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Uh, he was also being looked at through the passing game. Had uh, seven receptions for 86 yards, though a long of 30, and that was on seven targets. Seven for seven on the day receiving, and 26 and 97 on the on the ground. Dalvin Cook was that offense for the most part. Uh, With some nifty catches by the wide receivers, especially the the one-hand snag by Rudolph in the back of the end zone was dope. Kyle Rudolph. That ball stuck in his hand. He didn't catch it. It was yeah. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph uh, has been pretty non-existent this all year. year. This season, uh, I, pretty much all of Minnesota's tight ends haven't done as good as we thought they would. Oh, you got freaking Dalvin Cook, Stephon Diggs, and – Adam Thielen. Yeah, Thielen's been hurt, but... Somebody had to step up. And, and speaking of the run game with Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison had a really good day. And I hated that. Because that would have been more yards for me. And well, I got that 100-yard bonus. Dalvin Cook's a, <laughs> a Florida State kid. So. And like I said, and another kid that is on pace to getting close to Chris Johnson's overall yardage yeah. from scrimmage record so, of 2509. The... Uh, the Vikings defense stuffed Ezekiel Elliott all day. The, oh, that was horrible. The Dallas Dallas rushing as a team had fifty yards on the day, so they made Dak Prescott earn his money, earn his paycheck, and try to beat him through the air. And Amari Cooper did his thing. Randall Cobb did his thing. Amari had some. Damn good catches. He, he was toe-tapping the line all night long. He was, and that's a very dangerous play Dangerous play for the Cowboys with the way they were just in sync doing that. And it was on the move every time. It wasn't just go out there, go, running out, and I'm going to throw yeah. it to you. Dak was moving to his right and throwing yeah. absolute darts. Yeah, they were, they were laser beams to Amari, but uh, was not enough to get past – the Minnesota Vikings, who were three and three. I mean, three seven, and three on the road. Seven and three, three and three on the road. So uh, Minnesota's looking good at the at the right time. Showdown of the week, Jersey game. 
Yep. And I was so close. <laughs> hey, dude, you should have been close because, like, literally, I stopped. I stopped messing with it. I literally did. I, I was playing Call of Duty. I had my phone pulled up, watching it on the side. As soon as I seen that San Francisco had it, I kind of just oh, flopped man. the phone down, went back to what I was doing. I said this game was going to end <laughs> with the Seahawks having the ball and San Francisco stopping them. And they didn't stop them. Russell and, Wilson, baby. And they did not stop them because in overtime, first pick in the red zone against the 49ers that Russell Wilson has ever thrown. And I thought for sure, I was like, 49ers going to go down here. Rookie kicker made a 47-yarder to seal the game or to send it into overtime. I was like, he's going to seal the game with this one. If they've got a kick field goal, more than likely they get into the end zone. And none of that shit happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, Russell but- Wilson led the team downfield. Oh yeah, big day, big day on the ground too. Uh, Chris Carson, for you guys keeping up with the stats stuff, he's top three or five in the um, in the league in rushing. Had another solid day. Wouldn't say it was a great day, but he had a solid day. Um, big news for the 49ers in that game was Emmanuel Sanders going down in the game, um, and we know he's only been there a few weeks. But Jimmy G and him have been on in sync yeah. pretty much since he got there. Um, big games from you know. The people in the Seahawks, that's what they expect from them. Uh, Russell Wilson doing his thing, finding Tyler Lockett whenever he can. Like I said, he wasn't, they weren't explosive plays, but they they counted when they needed them. Um, DK Metcalf still having a strong, strong, strong rookie year. Um, looking really, really nice. Um, Josh Gordon's first game in a Seahawks uniform. Uh, two catches, two opportunities, 27 yards. Both, both of those catches were on – Third down, if I'm not mistaken, and these were, these were not easy, easy catches. These were blanket cover, and I, the guy came in and showed, you know, he's capable of making plays to help teams win football games. Like I said, Jadavion Clowney making big plays is another thing in that. Oh, and it wasn't. It don't matter. Well, this one, it didn't. He didn't have to even get close. To Jimmy Garoppolo, I, it was get the hell out of my way, offensive lineman, and then Jimmy just start fucking running because all he saw was Clowney coming towards him. You'd run too, exactly. <laughs> and so he didn't have to touch Jimmy G. It was just causing disruption, getting in the backfield, making him move, making him throw off balance, off his back foot, throwing on the run having to hurry up throws and stuff like that. So the stat line does not show what Jadavion Clowney did on the field that night. Uh, Nick Bosa, he was working his hips pregame. Did you see that? Did you see the – Was he doing the the Dak Prescott? Yes, he was. (laughs) 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 Got there and fling the hit, the fling the hit. He's out there freaking salsa dancing. That's what he was doing. I don't. If if Dak Prescott spent more time actually throwing a football to his receivers in pregame, maybe they would. He did won. pretty damn good. Maybe they would have won that game. Uh, he still did pretty damn Go good. Talk shit about him either way. <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, that was a that was a really 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 good game to watch. Um, and of course, you see my good friend here rocking the AJ Brown Tennessee Titans jersey because I won the jersey bet this past week. 
finally got even. Thank the good Lord. Um, we do have a somebody uh, said something here in the chat. Uh, speaking of the Rams, uh, Chandler Brewer of Florence High School was moved up to the active roster <clears throat> from the practice squad, so he is officially on the fifty-three man roster. He is. Uh, so big shout out to Chandler Brewer and all of his friends and family that may be listening, We're rooting for you, buddy. Yeah, do not know him personally, but I, I've watched him play a few games. I hear very good things uh, from yes. family members. Uh, not even family members. Everybody that knows him yeah. said he's a freaking stand-up kid. He's he's a good guy and works hard. So, like I said, nothing but uh, good wishes your way, buddy. Hope you do very very well. So, coming into games this week, Thursday night shit show. Browns and Steelers. Uh, Cleveland's three-point favorite in this. Give it to Browns. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I wouldn't touch that game with a 12-foot stick. I'm telling you right now, the Dookie Browns is trying to get it in. I don't think they win, but that's just me. Steelers are playing decent. Uh, Sunday games, you got the Cowboys going up to Ford Field in Detroit playing the Lions. Uh I mean, what's there to say? Matt Stafford going to play? I don't know. He's got a back issue, so. Yeah. Who knows? If Matt Stafford starts this game. It'd be a good game. The Lions win. It'd be if a Matt good game. Matt Stafford don't start the game, the Cowboys win. I, if Stafford plays, it'd be a good game. If not, I don't think it's much to watch. Uh, moving on to the Jaguars and Colts. Yeah. I actually do think this is going to be a good game. Uh, Can they end in a tie? Of course, he's going to say that. Uh, yeah, two, we got to play the Jags in two weeks. Two AFC South teams. But I do think it's going to be a good game just based on the way these teams are playing right now. Four and five, five and four, two and two away, three and two at home. Uh, I think it's going to be a decent game to watch. Leonard Fournette, maybe he finds the end zone. Is Foles coming back? Keep hearing when he does, he's a starter. But are they going to ride the Minshew magic as long as they can? I don't think so. As soon as Foles is ready to come back, he's he's in as a starter. Uh, uh, the next game we have up is uh, the Buffalo Bills traveling to Miami. A sunny 78 degrees. Far better than what they played in last week. <laughs> uh, Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen and the boys will be rolling in. Um Bills are going to definitely try to bounce back from the shit show they had against the Browns. Uh, Dolphins riding a two-game winning streak. Welcome in the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think the Buffalo Bills should should travel well, get this win. Go ahead and end any hopes of the Dolphins trying to make a push. <laughs> I don't think the Dolphins are pushing anything but pencils and pens. <laughs> uh, next up, we have the Denver Broncos traveling two minutes. Minnesota uh, taking on the uh, – can he talk? The Vikings. Uh, Vikings should smack them around pretty easily. Dalvin Cook will go over 1,000 yards. Guaranteed. Get, well, don't say guaranteed. Don't don't jinx us like that. Oh, I'm guaranteed. Uh, Men, Dalvin, Cook, warehouse. He, <laughs> Dalvin Cook hits the 1,000-yard mark pretty easily. I um, think Diggs and the boys should have a good day. I don't think Adam Thielen's playing again this week. Uh, I know they, he, they, he was limited all week, didn't play this past week. They'll probably rest him again against a, a team that's 
not not stout. I'm not saying they're not any good, but they're not as stout. Um, we have the New Orleans Saints traveling to Tampa. Uh, the Saints coming off a big loss, not scoring any touchdowns. Uh, they're gonna try to get get it back on track. They got to do something. It won't be against Jameis Winston and the Bucks. You sure? <laughs> uh, they probably win. But uh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna give me some good talk there. I was, I was ready to listen. No, nah, uh, <laughs> no. Nah, I mean these. Drew Brees is gonna be pissed. He's gonna light it up. Drew Brees will be pissed. When was the last time he lost two games in a row? <laughs> no clue. Uh, Michael Thomas is gonna get his done, and the Bucks released Vernon Hargraves this week. Former first-round draft pick. From them bum Gators. Exactly. Uh, former first-round draft pick for the Bucks. Uh, showed a lack of hustle in the game apparently last week. Got benched. Shit your ass on the bench. And who knows what transpired this past week, but they talking, probably. let his ass go. So, uh, Jets and Redskins, really, who, uh, who would want to watch that? I got a Our mascot here. has entered the room. Yeah. She's so pretty. <laughs> but, uh. The shit show bowl. Yeah, it's not going to be good. It's in Landover, Maryland. Going to be, you know, not cold, cold, but kind of cold. 46 degrees. Washington has a one and a half point favorite. Uh, flip a coin, pick your winner, and uh, play your birds or whatever you're going to do. Got the Falcons traveling to Carolina. Uh, Falcons coming off the big win that shouldn't have happened. Uh, traveling to the Panthers, who had a very, very, very near miss of getting a win with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, look forward to Christian McCaffrey going well over 1,000 yards and then some. Uh, oh, yeah. Should be an explosive day. Um, you already know Julio's going to get his. Christian McCaffrey's going to get his. It's just if uh, Kyle Allen's going to be able to fling that bean all over the field on him, which I'm pretty sure they can, but we also said the same thing last week about Drew Brees playing the Falcons, so we shall see. I look forward to that game. Uh, looking forward to Christian McCaffrey having another explosive day, helping out my fancy team because I need it. Trying to get some space. Game of the week for me. Oh. Right oh. here. All right, then. Houston Texans, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, will not be the same thriller that these two quarterbacks had in college with Clemson and Louisville. That was a damn good highlight you posted. Yeah, that was a good game. I, as a ACC guy, watched a lot of both of them, unfortunately. I think everybody watched that game. Uh, but uh, Will Fuller is supposed to play in this game. That will help boost the Texans' numbers. It will. And uh, Deshaun Watson, crazy athletic, crazy good. Lamar Jackson, crazy athletic, crazy good. Should be a very – Fun game. Run games will be on display. Passing games will be on display. Defense will be on display. Everything's going to be on display in this game. Some options? Yes. I hope to see more of the the three-headed Heisman monster. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm thinking the Ravens will probably win this by touchdown or more just because of that run game. I think they'll get a lead and Lamar Jackson will get some get back on Deshaun Watson. Deshaun got him in college. I I will pick the Ravens because of the way they're playing, but I will say it's only by three. It's going to be a field goal. Yeah. We have the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Santa Clara, California to face the now 8-1 49ers. Um, 
Cardinals haven't played just absolutely terrible. So, like I said, it could be a good game just because of how explosive Kyler Murray and the boys are. Um, but like I said, there's no way that the 49ers defense shouldn't stifle it out pretty pretty quickly and try to build a lead to try to, you know, compress them a little bit, try to press them, make them make mistakes. Um, like I said, don't know the status of uh, Emmanuel Sanders in this game, but like I said, they won without him. They should be able to win more. Yeah. Um, that was just in their game planning, him not being able to finish this past game. Pretty sure it had something to do with it. Not going to make any excuses for him. But uh, Larry Fitzgerald having a steady, awesome season. Not, you know, awesome season is for somebody who's been in the league for freaking almost 20 years. Exactly. Uh, and I don't see the 40 – they're 11-and-a-half point favorite. Yeah. Uh, their defense is super good. Their offense is super good. Uh, I do believe Kyler Murray puts up decent stats. Uh, but it's just going to be too much for the Arizona Cardinals. They're not going to be able to handle it. Moving on to Oakland, California. The Bungles. The Cincinnati Bengals traveling to play the Oklahoma, Oklahoma, (laughs) (laughs) Oakland, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders. Let's go to that first game. Uh, You paying? Might have to slang some on the side, you know, get up there and stick the leg out on the corner. We'll do it. Well, you'll do it. Uh, we'll go. Uh, you might get shot. I won't. But, uh, but yeah, I don't expect the Bengals to get their first win. Nope. Traveling across countries and usually not a good sign. And Josh Jacobs is doing big things. Rookie's going to uh, keep pounding for sure. Will he get to the 1,000-yard mark? No. Not will in he this get game. close? He will get close, but not. He won't break it in this game. If he does. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> yeah, you heard it right here first. This guy. Uh, my we got second, your game. My second game of the week. This should be a good one, I, I hope, anyway. Rematch of Super Bowl. Dun, dun, dun. 243 for ticket right now. New England. Shit. Yeah. New England Patriots. Philadelphia Eagles. Tommy Terrific. Julian Edelman. No Gronk this time. Sorry. No Gordon. No Josh Gordon. No Demarius Thomas. They just turn them and burn them up there in New England. But uh, New England's a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Eagles had a bye week to prepare. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I'm taking them to win. (laughs) I think Jordan Howard's going to have a big day on the ground. Yeah. uh, Actually, I think he's going to have a big day, period, because he can catch the ball. He can, and that's a lot – a lot of the reason why I enjoy him being in Philadelphia and in Chicago last year, well, every year in Chicago, he didn't get a lot of chances to catch the ball coming out of the backfield. Uh, he's doing it this year with Philly, and I'm expecting over-under is 44. I'm taking the over, and I'm taking an Eagles win. Ooh. I'll take the Patriots right. in your jersey if they lose. All right. We'll do a jersey game on that. I'll rock the Philly jersey. Not freaking Don McNabb's scabs ass, though. Got to do something better than that. Or do we'll you have one? I, I don't have any more jerseys. I, 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 hate, I hate spending money on jerseys. <laughs> I have one. All right. I have something you can wear. All right. That. We got the uh, Chicago Bears traveling to Los Angeles, California to take on the Rams. Um, Bears, ugly win last week. Rams, 
whatever. <laughs> Terrible. I, I don't. I don't know. I have no idea what happened to the Rams. Could they have flexed another game into this spot? Yes. I mean, how have. how hard would it have been to go? Well, okay, Give the Patriots and Eagles that game. We're gonna, we're for gonna, God's sake, shit. We're gonna move this game. They uh, could they could have put the Texans and the Ravens. Texans and Ravens would have been great. Yeah, they could have put Eagles uh, Eagles Patriots would have had people watching because of Super Bowl rematch. Yes. Uh, There's a couple games they could have picked, but they flexed these idiots to the late game. Um, I say the Rams are gonna win at home. They should. Yeah. But like depends I said, on which Mitch Trubisky shows up, which Jared Goff's going to show up. Who are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> this is not a good game to flex. Don't know why they did it, but hey, we're just two guys that sit around and talk about football. We don't know shit. Um, but I, I'm saying the Rams will win at home, uh, six and a half points. Eh, it'd probably be like three to four if that happens. I could see it being a one point game, and I could see it being a thirty point game. That's also and, very true. And I could see it being either way. Yeah. yeah like so, I said, it's that bad. I wouldn't have chose that game. Nah. Uh, moving on to the Monday night game, we have the Kansas City Chiefs uh, playing in Mexico City with the uh, Chargers. Aztec Stadium. Yeah. Big stadium. It's always really good game when they go down there. Don't know why. I, I usually like seeing the Raiders playing down there. Saw it, you know, they I won't say they're the Jaguars in London, but Raiders are usually in Mexico. Uh, I do not expect the Chargers to put up much of a fight with Kansas City. No, they're gonna be pissed off about losing to the Titans. They old Patty Mahomes is gonna break the proverbial foot off in Phillip Rivers' ass this week. So if you're taking the money line, I'd be taking the Chiefs to beat the shit out of the Chargers. <laughs> I would too. Uh, nothing against Phillip Rivers and his 14 kids or however many he's up to these days. Yeah, 50 uh, But The answer for everything. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I expect the Chiefs to do big things and be very fast doing them. Oh, yeah. Um, this week they have – Four buys, Tennessee Titans, um, the Green Bay Packers, the New York Football Giants, and the Seattle Seahawks. So all those people like me are going to be chilling on Sunday, watching whatever. I don't have to be going nowhere, so that'll be good. True that. Dibble-dabbling anything I want. I will be watching the New England Patriots and Philadelphia Eagles game. Yeah, I will. I'll probably watch Full it now, show. I may swing by your house and watch it with you. Sure. I'll, I'll bring the pizza. Sounds good. Kind you like. Any pineapple belongs on pizza. I will slap the shit out of you. We will fight. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I, I will. I will hold a slice of pizza in my hand and smack you with it. Do not put that blasphemy in my life. <laughs> it's delicious. But uh, that's it for us this week, guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. Join us next week if you can. Uh, we highly appreciate all the support and all the feedback. So give us likes, reviews, shares, comments, concerns. Fuck, tell us you don't like us if you don't like us. I wouldn't mind hearing it. You ugly. Can't read good. It's all true. That's facts. <laughs> uh, we do appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, until next week. Love, peace, chicken, chicken grease. grease. K-Law out. WD-831.